Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. See, it's so much harder and more difficult to see if you're online when you're solo, doing the show solo, kids. Uh, I think I'm live. I should be. Yes, I am. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Well, listeners, with a little peek behind the curtain there, welcome to DC Alliance Chapter 84. By myself for a change, yes. Uh, Clay is off on sabbatical, aka taking a much needed and deserved break. Well, when you do 84 podcasts a week, you would need a break every once in a while. So Clay builds it all up and takes a nice holiday around Christmas. And I'm going to miss him here. Conveniently enough, Clay, uh, this holiday break comes right at the end of the Flash crossover. Kind of skates away from having to watch that final part. Uh, not going to lie, I did. And I'm just glad that we had a fantastic movie on Thursday. 
of Spider-Man No Way Home. If you have not listened to Marvel Alliance's review on that show, please go ahead and do that. Download it either on their solo feed or on the GUA feed and listen to that. That was a great time. That was an amazing movie. Uh, so much fun. I joined them along with Joe and Clay and Mr. Snell. So big thanks to Chris and Brent there. And yeah, so much fun. Uh, Marvel Alliance is having so much fun these days. I might have to try and find my way back on there again sometime soon. Uh, but yeah, we have a couple things to talk about here. Like I buried in the lead. Uh, we have The Flash, the end of the Armageddon crossover. And I'm going to hold it till the end because I'm normally... I said to Clay, anyway, I'm normally the positive person on the podcast, or I like to think I am anyway. I'm pretty positive about most DC things, but I have some issues with The Flash and DCCW as a whole. I'm going to save it for the end of the episode, because uh, before that, we have some Batman goodies, the Batman, and I'm excited to just dive into this. Uh, Empire's released an article on the 23rd to talk about... Uh, well, to really highlight everything about the Batman. But before that, they released some teasers, and we're going to talk about them. Well, I, I got to try and make sure to say I every time instead of we. It'll be a rather difficult thing to do. Uh, used to somebody at least being to the right of me. Well, I'm right at my screen. But yeah, I'll get the listener plug. I'll get the network plugs out of the way first before we go on. <clears throat> we are part of the Geek Ultimate Alliance Network with podcasts seven days a week, uh, eight in total on mondays is world's finest true believers with chris belga that's where chris and a guest take a look at the comic of the guest choice i know there's a new episode out but i haven't downloaded i have not listened to it yet i look forward to it it's just a fantastic podcast if you're a comic fan uh check it out chris covers everything it's always a comic that uh the guest loves or really enjoys or has a really good connection to and it always promotes really good discussion so check that out on mondays but that's bi-weekly it rotates with ranger alliance with my usual co-host clay uh and rotating guest hosts of jake tony and joe where they look at anything and everything power rangers and recently with the netflix announcements they must be super excited as well as going over the old power rangers stuff as well so uh Plus comics, don't forget the comics. So check that out, Clay and the guys. That's bi-weekly that rotates with Ranger Alliance. And Tuesdays is this show, DC Alliance, with myself and normally Clay. And Wednesdays is Superhero Discussions with myself. I have a little thing in the works. Uh, you may be waiting an extra week for Young Justice, so you may get uh, the final three, the whole three episodes in the uh, Zatanna story arc. And you'll probably get three of those together because I think I may be doing something tomorrow that will get out Wednesday and maybe a couple other days throughout the holidays. But check Superhero Discussions out on Wednesdays. We're in amongst Young Justice. I'm excited. Not sure what I'm going to do when that goes on a mini hiatus there. Fantastic planning by DC on there. Oh, I'll get into that after. So yeah, that's Wednesdays. On Thursdays, it's Star Wars Alliance with Katie and Clay. That's where they look at anything and everything Star Wars. On Fridays, it's Marvel Alliance with Chris and Brent, where they look at all the awesomeness. They've been getting awesomeness every month, every week. It's like uh, amazing. So much great content. I can't imagine if you aren't a fan of both. I'm, I'm shocked. I, you're missing out on half of a fantastic time. 
On Saturdays, it's Joe's show, A Walk Through the Multiverse. That's bi-weekly. That's where Joe takes a look at anything and everything that isn't Star Wars, DC, or Marvel. And on Sundays, normally, is a slice of film bi-weekly where Katie and a guest takes a look at a movie of the guest choice or a new movie that's out in theaters. But Katie, uh, with Real World Stuff, is uh, taking that podcast on pause for a little while. But she will cover like big movie events when they come and fold. But still check Katie out on Star Wars Alliance every week. She cannot not talk about Star Wars, of course. Uh, so check them out. There's a lot of good Star Wars content coming in 2021. So uh, I, for one, looking forward to it. And I you know both of them are much bigger Star Wars fans than I. So they definitely are as well. So check Katie out there. She's going to be anchoring that Star Wars Alliance. Uh, slice of film just going to take a mini breather for us uh yeah so that's all the shows dc alliance goes live normally 9 p.m eastern time i kind of want to go a little early because you know uh, i am in a weird time zone which is 90 minutes ahead of eastern standard time so just a peek behind the curtain i think we finished the Mar- the spider-man no way home review and it was two in the morning maybe a little after two when we gave up i think so yeah check that out (laughs) marvel lights review but yeah i really get hammered down with the time zone sometimes so yeah star wars alliance goes live wednesdays um not 7 p.m eastern time on the geekverse youtube channel and Marvel Alliance goes live normally Thursdays at 9, 10 p.m. Eastern Time on the Geekverse YouTube channel. We also have a Patreon, two tiers, a dollar tier and a five dollar tier. The dollar tier is your tip jar. You like what we're doing, you want to help us out. And the five dollar tier is where you get your extras, your ad-free episodes, early access episodes, and Patreon-exclusive episodes. Also, one other thing, Marvel Alliance, DC Alliance, and Star Wars Alliance all have their own podcast feeds. If you just want all Star Wars, all Marvel, or all DC just search Star Wars Alliance, DC Alliance, or Marvel Alliance in your podcast app of choice, and you can just follow those shows. But if you want everything and anything, including superhero discussions, world's finest true believers, slice of film, walk through the multiverse, Ranger Alliance, and the other shows that I already listed that had their own solo feeds, check into Geek Ultimate Alliance on your podcast app of choice. That's it. That's the plugs. Out of the way. So, uh, got a little rumor thrown here just before the show started that i guess i will talk about for a quick moment which is brian michael bendis is developing a legion of superheroes show for hbo max this is coming from murphy's multiverse which is something that i consider a half decent uh scooper and he says that let me just it's literally just one tweet why uh, Brian Michael Bendis is, shares a uh, little Legion of Superhero letter here. Here we go. First of all, some of you will... Oh, hey, yeah. So, nothing here, but... Okay, very well, right down to the bottom here. Uh HBO Max asked me if he wanted to make any DC properties, and then he decided he's going to get to work on a Legion of Superheroes TV show. Uh, is being developed as an adult animated show. So, with superhero discussions, 
oh yeah, we have more. I know Clay must be ecstatic about that because he's already complaining that the one great DC show right now that's not going is already being covered by superhero discussions. So uh, sorry, Clay, but <laughs> apparently this is animated. So this is fun. Uh, I don't know about Bendis with TV. I don't know if he's written any animated shows or anything like that. I haven't. I haven't even checked out much of anything with his uh, comics. I know I have some Bendis in my Marvel pile over there that I have not gotten to yet, but pretty cool that he's getting a shot to develop this. I've already been complaining that we don't have enough animation for uh, DC. They're really still not capitalizing. And this looks pretty good. He's showing uh, John Kent and the Legion here. Uh, exciting. Exciting uh, times here for for this. Uh, he is not even a rumor. It's 100% confirmed by Brian Michael Bendis that it's in development. We don't know if this will see the light of day. This is DC after all. But still, exciting. Uh, I can't wait to check it out. Animated, of course. There was obviously an old Legion show as well, animated. And you might want to check that out. That was actually pretty fun for the one season that I lasted. I think it was one season. There was a lot of one season DC animated shows in the past. So that'll be exciting. Uh, we'll monitor that whenever ever that'll be a multiple years away officially they have to animate it so check that out in 2025 but still fun exciting news uh the other rumor from mercy murphy's multiverse that we got is that henry winkler will play al pratt in black adam and him uh the first adam and a veteran hero in the dceu pratt was reportedly played by awful tight role so this is the First Adam, so maybe he'll well he'll be an uncle to uh, Noah Centennial's uh, Adam Smasher. So well, no, yeah, it says uncle here. No, okay. Yeah, I was right. He's going to play an uncle to Noah Centennial. Which is pretty interesting. I love Henry Winkler. Winkler. He's just oozes positivity. I hope he plays a very positive guy as well. Uh, and maybe even show the effects of what using the Adam Smasher costume will do to you. I, I Great pull if this is the case. Uh, nothing confirmed, just a rumor. But this would be exciting. And Black Adam uh, continues to be something that I'm super excited for. Like I didn't think so when it was first announced. You know, cool to see Rock and... Superhero movie, rah, 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 do your punching, kind of like Hobbs and Shaw, like I always tease that that's basically a superhero movie. But <laughs> I'm excited about that. Henry Winkler is legit, and that would be a really good person to plug in there. So, yeah, I think that'll just add a little bit of heart to that movie and for Noah Centennial. And they actually said, I'm pretty sure I read in a, uh, in a couple tweets that there were screenings of Black Adam, very positive, and... Noah Centennial's character of Adam Smasher does steal the show. So essentially, if Henry Winkler's uh, behind him for emotional support and helping like, the character get, add depth to character, then I can see why they would go that route and he would be a standout. So that's all the extra news we got. Uh, so I will... Nope, one other thing. There's been some hubbub, scuttlebud will say, going around, that Wonder Woman is going to cameo in Shazam 2. Uh, no, I'm not quoting Grace. 
at all. I don't know if she even uh, said that, but uh, there are multiple sites putting it out there. So that is a rumor out there and would be interesting. It'd have to be shot either very late or very early because I'm pretty sure Gal Gadot was pregnant for quite a bit of maybe the pandemic. So, yeah, but it's not not hard to get it in there to film that little plug. But still, interesting, but maybe possible way to tie DC in. Could be a Justice League Dark scenario. Could be a setting up another Justice League at recruiting Shazam. Would be something I would love to see. Wonder Woman recruiting Shazam. I personally would love to see Superman recruiting. Personally, would love to see Superman just do something in the DCU. Good, good God. Uh, but... Really, I don't know. <laughs> it's we'll see if Wonder Woman actually shows up in Shazam, and we'll see if she actually has her head. That is the main thing. Will they cut her off right here, or will we get the full Wonder Woman effect in Shazam? I really look forward to it. Oh, Chris, soloing it. Yeah, uh, hope that is an enjoyable listen to you tomorrow. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to take a quick ad break and we're going to get into the fun Batman nuggets that have dropped in lead up to the articles from Empire. Listeners, we're an ad supported network. We don't pick the ads or the volume. I'm going to give you a quick three count to adjust your volume. And we'll be back shortly in three, two, one. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And we're back. Okay. Thank goodness we got some good stuff here because I did not want to spend the majority of this episode not a happy camper. So we've gotten some of the Batman news. Uh... Ooh, S-Bub saying they're redoing the Shazam ending, but with Wonder Woman. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. You never know. <laughs> I actually thought you were going to give a little peek behind the curtain. You might have heard something first, but no, yeah, you were joking. The same thing I, I did make. But we got some stuff from Empire for the Batman, which, you know, I got to say, a lot of this sounds interesting. Uh, Matt Reeves was inspired by Kurt Cobain uh, for Bruce Wayne. That's pretty interesting. Apparently, he was Matt Reeves was listening to the uh, something in the way by Nirvana while he was uh, writing this. So that's kind of first of all why it was in the uh, first trailer, no, in the August trailer. But I don't know. Uh, I don't know how you can get Kurt Cobain from the Batman. There, he's mentioning here. 
uh, talking about him being a recluse, uh, not a playboy. And Clay made a good point when we were talking about it before. He he's recluse in every one of his movies. Uh, he may go a little bit from a, from a certain degree, but not really. Alfred's complaining about it in BBS that he's a, he doesn't do anything except be Batman. Um, same thing in The Dark Knight, uh, The Dark Knight Rises, I mean, where he st- he's stays home for like eight years and grows gigantic beard and just sulks around the house. So he's been a recluse. Like that's something. That's one thing. Like they're at, they're kind of hyping this as like he's never been a recluse before. Yeah, he's been a recluse multiple times, guys. That's something that they even make make mention of it in it, Batman eighty nine. That you don't see him. You, no one even really knows who he is, and he shows up behind Knox and. Uh, Vicky Vale, and they don't even really realize that's Bruce Wayne. So, yeah, he's not exactly Playboy every time. Uh, I, I feel like uh, people mention that, especially about the the DC, DC Cinematic Batman. We'll say I was a DCU, but that's not what I'm talking about here. But DC Cinematic Batman, I feel like just because of that one scene in uh, Batman Begins where he buys the hotel and he's acting all like, I feel like everyone thinks that oh, he's always been a Playboy, but no, I, it's probably the only time that I've seen him in movies be a like very out there playboy has been in the uh, Nolan's trilogy. I didn't see it at all in uh, BBS or Justice League or anything like that. And I didn't really see it in 89 or Returns, really. Uh, he went out to Christmas party, but he was just pursuing Catwoman. So I don't... Up for interpretation, but still, I don't. I think when they're pumping, he's a recluse. I think you know to pull back a little bit. I love though that he he did watch him in um, Good Times. I haven't saw that movie, but it's cool that he caught him in a performance, and that's what he said. Oh, he can be Batman. So that's kind of cool. There won't be any loosish Fox. That's another thing. Uh, but yeah, right here, Bruce has been hiding away. Says Pattinson. He's not really a socialite at all. He's building all these little contraptions and things just with Alfred. And even Alfred thinks he's gone insane. Pretty confident Alfred thought he was going insane in The Dark Knight Rises, too. That he was just staying home and not doing nothing. He was going to basically turn insane. So, yeah. I think that's not something that is unique. That's one thing. But I love how, like, deep into it is. And I love that him and Alfred are going to be building gadgets and little contraptions and things so that's very interesting and he says here it's a difference you'll see in the bat suit which looks like it's been through the ringer he's been out every single night for two years getting beaten up and sh- and shot and stabbed and burnt and it shows the actor explains there's a bullet graze on the cowl right at the beginning i don't think that's been done before and that i don't think that has it's very interesting like his suit looks fantastic here i'm just looking at the uh, article of him full flush I really love the suit. It's something I'm super excited about. And that was it for that little section. And then we had another section from, uh, essentially, the Batman is a standalone movie, but Robert Pattinson has a map of where he'd go next. Shocker. I'm pretty sure he signed for multiple pictures. Uh, I'm not even going to read the first part because it was kind of uh, insulting previous Batman that I will not, you know, say here but as i'll read what the actual article says now as the first standalone batman in 10 years the hope is we can lay a foundation that you can build stories upon producer dylan clark tells empire of where the batman sits 
which isn't to say there isn't stuff playing on the fringes of Reeves' film, a raft of HBO Max spin-off series are in the works, including one set in Gotham PD and one reportedly due to involve Colin Farrell's Penguin. But if nobody is talking about crossovers or specific sequel plans yet, Pattinson has had some thoughts about where he'd take his version of Bruce Wayne if future installments were to materialize. I've kind of made a roadmap of where Bruce's psychology would grow over the next two movies, he says, and I would love to do it. So essentially, if this is successful, he's going to do that because they have him tied in. They wouldn't have him just for one. So pretty sure they have him on the same deal that Reeves is on for the three. So uh, obviously, Reeves is just focused on making... like the movie he's now focused on the sequels right now i'm sure he has a through line through the three if you think about his planet of the apes movies well there's two uh he says i've only ever made each movie as a passion project this even more so because when you know something has been done well before and is so beloved you can't just come in and sleepwalk through it you have to shoot for something we're trying to leave our mark on this, which is something I really think they're going to do. We get the same little picture of uh, the Batman cover. Again, we get a nice little shot here of the Batman standing outside his car. Well, oh, I love that car. I picked that car up, actually, at Hot Wheels the other day for two bucks. So, yeah, they're, they're just getting some actual swag out now for the Batman. And these articles just make me more interested for the movie. Uh, we've got some pictures as well. Uh Looks like the Penguin possibly in Iceberg Lounge or planning Iceberg Lounge. Uh, never would tell that it's Colin Farrell. Like, n completely unrecognizable. Like, pretty confident they will get nominations for the makeup here because this is crazy. This is top notch. We have Batman standing outside uh, an area with a GCPD cop car there. This little blurb up in the corner says, This Bruce Wayne says Reeves does not yet know exactly how to be Batman, which would make sense being in his second year. Uh, picture of the Riddler. Very creepy, creepy, creepy stuff there for the Riddler. And a Batman and uh, Gordon picture in the morgue, it looks like. So uh, that looks so cool, man. Oh, my God. And we have a couple pictures of Selena Kyle as well. Uh, one of her with finger by the gun, her in her suit, looking like she might be robbing something is what I think is going on there. And another one of her, I'm assuming at a party, something along those lines. But yeah, we're getting close now, guys. We're in the in the main game now. <laughs> uh, yeah, Bob's I'm pretty sure the song was in both trailers as well. I'm excited about the Batman, man. I can't wait. I know that I didn't give, get to give my thoughts on the Japanese trailer. So uh, I think I'll just bring it up for a second here, listeners, and talk about it. Uh, because I wanted to talk about it. I was really kind of disappointed that I missed it. So I will just mute it here, and we, I'm going to watch it through. And this just sets a nice little tone here. And there's more, just stay on the shots for an extra second, I like to think. We get some more with 
Catwoman. But there's a big reveal here that I wanted to talk about more than anything, which, which is the the fact that the Riddler knows that Bruce Wayne is is the Batman, and uh, and you can watch it. You can see Tim Drake from Titans super scared uh, <laughs> there in the corner. I, this trailer I thought was better than the one that we got. I don't know why. Maybe the way they cut the trailer. Or maybe it was the reveal at the end. But yeah, so potentially they could have done some trailer like mishmash, like hubbub. It's kind of like Infinity War where they showed Hulk running towards Thanos in that big battle at the end of the battle of Wakanda. Uh, that big battle. <laughs> Every one of the battles were a big battle. But yeah, they could do some trailer magic here and make me think that the Riddler knows that Bruce is Batman. But if anybody's going to figure it out in that universe, it would be the Riddler. Like, that would make perfect sense. I, I just... I, I can't even begin to tell you how excited I am for this movie. I think that this is going to be the best Batman movie we've ever got. I don't want to, like... I don't know... I'm not expecting uh, anything plot-wise. I'm not thinking of things I want to have happen. I just really feel like... Just from... What we've gotten, the tra two trailers, and from what Matt Reeves has said, I really feel like he's going for broke in this movie. And I, I think we're all going to be so impressed, ridiculously impressed with this. So, yeah, I, that article will be out. Let me just check. I think the 20, that article will be out on the 23rd. So, we will get a lot of stuff then as well. So, definitely, definitely, definitely check that out. Uh, that's it for the news. I guess I'll say too, there is a variant cover with Catwoman. So, I mean, and it looks fantastic. Uh, so we have the two covers, Batman and Catwoman. And both look so great. Wow. So yeah, that's going to be great. And we're going to just keep... We're basically a road to the Batman now, this show. With some pit stops... A lot in the way for Superman and Lois, Peacemaker, and nothing from the DCCW. That is a tease before I will take another ad break and go into the Flash Armageddon thoughts. So, listeners, uh, we're an ad supported network. We don't pick the ad through the volume. going to give you a quick three count to adjust your volume, and we'll be back shortly in three, two, one. And we're back. Okay. How do I want to do this? I'm going to probably talk about the flash Armageddon. I'm going to go through it first. And then I will give my thoughts on the event as a whole. And then what really how I've been feeling about uh, the flash as a TV show. And I guess DC television as a TV show so yeah we had five parts to this and I don't know this was this was a wrapper up episode and well 
we know who is Ozzy Gold for Thine. And I did enjoy Thine. I got to say, I enjoyed his return. And he's at GCPD ready to, or sorry, Central City PD, CCPD, GC, um, Gotham on the brain, a little Gotham on the brain there. So yeah, he's there to what we think, assume at the first is cause a lot of crap. And I just want to say too, remember when uh, Reverse Flash and Zoom in the first couple seasons would show up and um, wouldn't shoot force lightning, they would literally break the necks of the police officers and kill them and not think twice and go on their merry old ways. No, force lightning. Yeah, force lightning. Um. <laughs> I understand. He wanted, he wanted to bring the Flash and killing them all is not going to bring them instead of causing the Flash to come. But yeah, still, he causes a little, little commotion, but Mia shows up to... F his shit up, and she gets some couple good shots in, and a bit tries to shoot him. She doesn't even have nanites, courtesy Ray Palmer. Uh, whereas her dad's trick arrows, like, come on, Mia, get on before you leave uh, to come back to if you come back to the past, at least take a nanite arrow, courtesy Ray Palmer. Gonna always say that every time I say nanite arrow. So yeah, Mia shows up, and then Reverse Flash gets the best of her, and is about to do the Cisco special. Stick a finger, stick a hand right through her whole body, and Flash comes in and saves her. That's exactly what Reverse Flash wants, and he says that you need to help me. I'm phasing. We can see him. Uh, Mia calls it a temporal fade. Sort of uh, Reverse Flash starts to fade away from existence. His timeline is being wiped out, which that's a little confusing on top of everything. Like, why is he being erased? I don't quite understand that because he messed with the timeline because Barry's messed with the timeline so many times that I forgot he created his own flashpoint just like this one he created his own flashpoint just like this uh, and he didn't get erased so I, I the fact that he was getting erased that was one thing that I didn't quite understand like what are we doing here but that's the minor of the problems so Flash catches him and Thon tells him, I need you to save me. I'm fading away. And then we get the whole, will they, won't they save him? Oh my. Uh, I did enjoy that most of Team Flash is on, most of OG Team Flash is on, yeah, we got to get rid of Thon. Like, this, is, this is absolutely crazy. Like, he just killed Joe. He married Iris. He changed everybody's lives. Just to screw around with Barry. So, <laughs> I will be on team let him disappear into thin air too. But, uh, I, I don't know. Honestly, I'll talk about it in a second. But I was almost changed in my position. Even though, <laughs> just because. So yeah, they they have their own individual meetups with uh, Than. Caitlin is there and Than is extra brutal to her. Essentially, like taunting her about... Uh, Roddy dying that she doesn't do anything she's just still here and he's like and then boom he's gone so he was just so cold and fantastic acting by Kavanaugh as Thon too just he's always so good in the role and then Barry meets with him and he finally tells Barry why he hates him and essentially uh, Reverse Flash was going to going to show off his speed he figured out how to give himself speed and going to save the day there's a whole bunch of people watching and then the Flash showed up from the past 
to save something or solve a problem and he saved the crowd and reverse flash was really pissed off by that he stole the thunder essentially so yeah there's always a rule for you kids watch out whose thunder you're stealing because you never know what they might do what a i don't know it it was a reason it was a reason anyway you although i love how barry said like call him a sociopath essentially like what sociopath would take what happened and turn it into that and he essentially says like no i just feel like i'm good at what i'm doing here which you know come out that so they look like they are going to put the kibosh on him see you later thanks for playing but i barely lead to my bad because of the way they edited it. the fourth and fifth episode was really weird because when he called for joe and he essentially had kind of a conversation we get that from joe's in we see barry show up and give joe a gigantic hug and i just love it i love joe it really puts a spotlight for me on how not as good the show is without joe so it was really nice seeing him back and he is not happy not happy with uh barry and iris essentially being like yeah let's let him die let's let reverse blast die joe reminds him like you come to help us like you come for to he came to you for help and we're obligated because he asked for help that's what we do and Barry's like, dude, like I, I saw you die. Like he, he killed you just to mess with me. Not having that happen again, he's going to kill us. He he, he has to die. He has to die. This is gonna be a never ending cycle, like the Hatfields and McCoys. <laughs> but Joe and I this is what I was gonna leave like that's what I buried a little bit. Joe convinces him, he's very compelling, and by the end of it, I by the end of Joe's speech, I was like, damn, you better listen to him, Barry. Like I, I'm not even on that side, but I would listen to him. Ultimately, that's kind of what they do. But I also want to touch back on uh, Mia because she is there to uh, search for her brother, William, who we saw at the end of the Green Arrow and Canaries episode of season eight of Arrow that they were taken away after while they were at their uh, father's statue, monument, grave thing. And she doesn't know where William is. She's been looking for William, and she's seen a temporal something or other. <laughs> I don't know what she said. It's just temporal this and temporal that. Temporal fade and temporal distortion and temporal trail or something. So she's trying to find him, trying to find the people that took him. And she thought it was reverse flash, which it was not. So that's why she was here. And I like I said before, I love that uh joe is like no you're not doing this you're not killing him so barry already knew it had an idea too i love how joe freaks out about that he's like you already knew like you knew you had an idea i knew it and he pointed at him uh, just fantastic fathering too you better not do that so i don't know it, it, it was a little bit of chaos throughout this it's kind of paced a little terribly <laughs> And so while this is going on, Despero wants Reverse Flash to be killed. A reason for gi given, we are not. We are not given a reason why he wants Reverse Flash killed. Maybe we will get that reason by season's end. But right now, we do not know. He says that uh, he went back to his time and no Armageddon didn't happen, but Reverse Flash is back there alive and well. 
it has his powers. So he wants Barry to kill him. Barry's like, no. He wants Barry to let him fade. Barry's like, no, I got to help him out. And he's like, no, we're going to have a showdown. So while this is happening, he takes control of Mia in his mind, and using his mind, and six her to kill Reverse Flash. And before that, she has to have a showdown with Team Flash. And she lets it fly with arrows, but she kind of pulls her punches. She will take a, take a tip from that Andrew Garfield. She pulls her punches, and in this case, pulls her shots with her arrows, and misses everyone on purpose, or supposedly, so, so they say. And Iris and Cecile are able to talk her out of it. Everything is safe, thankfully. Everyone's live in, in one piece. And Barry has a showdown with Despro, and this was average. This was better than some of the CGI fights that I've seen. But also, I don't think Despro looks as good as King Shark, and that was season one. So, season one or season two? I think it was season one. So yeah, it. it I don't know. I I thought that the Despro CGI was average at best, and. I don't know. I got so bored with it. It was there was a couple cool things during the fight. I love how Barry uh, lit up with lightning. Uh, that was really cool, vibrating his molecules and essentially taking him down. It was a couple cool shots. I love how Barry calls him out too. That essentially he's making making up his entire story. There's nothing uh, what he said was true. He was the other. He was the other side. Well, kind of stuff he said was true, but he was the dictator, mad guy, and Barry. Kind of gives gives the best of him, and long enough to help uh, Mia snap out of it, and then Despero just says, "Screw it, that's it. I'm going to burn this planet to the ground," and unleashes the flame of Pythar. And when he does that, uh, Barry has no idea what to do. He's talking with Team Flash, and Chester develops uh, these boots to siphon off the flame of Pythar from Despero. Barry does a little run. Sucks off all the flames and and doesn't kill Despero, but sends Despero back to from where to from where he came, and that was it. So Iris gives Mia just a little note or a little like little tiny like a uh, lead. I can't call it lead, but she's it's all redacted stuff. But she's gonna go visit Felicity because of it. I found out that was absolute terrible. Part of her story was that she wouldn't go see Felicity because Felicity would be ashamed of who she became. Like, that was absolute terrible writing. Terrible. That was... I don't understand that. Especially, like, do you know who your dad is and how many people he's murdered? Like, the amount of people? Like, I count at least two in my... Just off the top of my head of people he shot when he had your mother. When they, when somebody had your mother. So, I mean, I think she could maybe understand you having to kill people where you're just a bow and arrow person and you don't have any special powers. But, I don't know. Just a thought there. <laughs> yeah. So, he... Barry wins. He goes... Despero turns around. Despero does say that you will not get away with this. I will come back. Uh, come back to get you. And Thine has been sent to Argus Custody... And like I said before, we get a big celebration and Ara sent me off with information. And we had Damien Dark, which I gotta say, I wanted to stop and talk about this because Damien Dark throughout this crossover was was very good. Damien Dark was one of the only good things uh, about the villains. 
yeah, Clay, you're so glad you missed this episode. Thank you so much for just making me watch this by myself. Like, oh my God, what a classic. I, I only think I can say is I'm glad I watched this early last week and didn't watch this post No Way Home. I don't know if I would have gotten through it if it was po- if it was after No Way Home. Uh, yeah, so everything's wrapped up. And then we have Damien Dark, who is stuck in limo. He thought he would be out of here. He gave Joe the time zone uh, and thinks that's it. And he meets up with Nora in, I'm going to call it, uh, DCCW Purgatory. We've gotten several Purgatories over this year in uh, various DC TV properties. And th- here's another one. Stuck in kind of Purgatory, has a little moment together, and then she's back. I love how Joe comes over like the like the proud uncle and goes on. So everything is all clued up. Uh, we, had, we also got a tease of Chester. <sighs> I don't even want to say it. Uh, I'm blanking out her name now. Oh my god. Chester and... What's the girl's name? Allegra, sorry. Oh my god. Chester and Allegra. So yeah. We have a hint to that, which I absolutely can't even stand that, just because we saw it in reverse flash, reverse point. Now, Now if you tell me that maybe... They'll go through some episodes where Thon says because of what he did before, you guys were pushed together and messes with him. Then yeah, I, I I could see it. I would I would kind of enjoy it. But I don't know. I just Clay called this like when we saw them in the future. When was that last episode or the episode before that? Can't remember. But Clay called this. He said I can't. It, like they're going to put them together now because we saw it in this reverse flashpoint. I was like, no, they won't. Why did I not think they would do that? So they decided to do that, and we're obviously going to get something uh, towards that. I guess you're going to pair off these characters too, but I'm okay with them just being friends too. Like You can't have that as well. So we get a tease for the next episode <laughs> with Bart and Nora visiting uh, the CCPD back in 2014, I think when Flash was in coma. And... They show up in the picture permanently. So, I guess fun times for Flash fans that uh, get to witness this show. Uh, I don't think I'll be moving forward with this. That's me being kind. I will not be moving forward with this. I'm done with the Flash. So, uh, before I end the show, I'm going to talk about how I feel with DCTV, how I feel with the Flash. Frustrated. Extremely, extremely frustrated. The Flash, back in 2015, after two seasons, I would say it was a top 10 comic book TV show of all time. Right now, I'm not even sure if it's top 100. I don't know. I know you factor in those two fantastic seasons, but those other six seasons, the third season was average to a little above average. The rest of it, like, it's been a stock, like, Enron stock down a, f- a fast plummet down to absolute nothingness it is so terrible i'm sorry i'm normally like i like this i like that i used to watch okay listeners i would watch the last episode of the flash season two starts with the flash travis first of all watches all season one then episode one comes out travis watches episode one 
Episode 2 comes out, Travis watches Episode 1 and Episode 2. Episode 3 comes out, Travis watches 1, 2, then 3. I do that for the entire season. I stopped doing that after Season 3, but my goodness is this show awful. This is absolute awful, and it's been like this for four seasons now. If somebody asked me, I could not recommend this show to somebody in good conscience anymore because you have two really good seasons. What am I going to say? Watch the first two seasons and then stop? Nobody's going to stop after the first two because those are great comic book television. Especially for having to be on network television. I understand that you have to make 20-something episodes. Or you did. You do not have to do that anymore. That's another frustrating thing about this show and this whole DCCW universe as a whole. There's nobody's bigger fans. I hold up my Arrow mug. The one thing about Arrow, though, you're not going to say season one, season two, season three, season four, season five, it goes like that in quality. You have people that season two is their favorite, season five is their favorite, season one, season eight. There's variety. The Flash, I'm very confident that there's... If anybody got season four, season five, or season six as their favorite season, please let me know because I am absolutely not seeing it. Frank, uh, that's another thing. Have we moved past the DCTW type shows that seem like it? Yes, I do think so as well. That's another thing I want to talk about is because of their complacency. They had two amazing seasons of this show. They had fantastic numbers, especially for the DCCW. This crushed Arrow. This was probably the apex of DCCW was this show in the first two seasons. And they just got complacent. How many times did you see stockpiled running from before? And it got worse and worse and worse. And this show was successful. And did they pump more money into it? Did the effects get better? Did the effects get higher quality? No, they did not. You have fight scenes. We had nothing, and I mean nothing, in this five-episode crossover in terms of an action scene that is even anywhere near the end of the Flash Rogue Air episode for the first season whether it be the flash fighting his own rogues or the flash Firestorm and green arrow or black arrow what are we calling them at that point teaming up against the first flash we have nothing even close to that in this crossover i'm sorry nothing not even close not even and the people that you use in the crossover and the way you use him alex what did you do with her? You used her as a Skype call, and then you had her do one little action move in pair with Batwoman, who did one little thing like that, and we never saw her again? Why are you giving me these character posters? Why? Like, what are you doing? This is not Hawkeye. Hawkeye gives me a character poster. Oh, I'm going to see them for most of the episode. Oh, I'm gonna. they're going to be included. They're going to stay going forward. No, not with this nonsense. And like Frank said, but have we moved past DCCW type shows? That's the other thing. Because of the complacency, because of the lack of putting them in. When this was going on, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was going on. And some Hulu shows. And the Inhumans. And Marvel was just spinning around in a circle with their shows. I don't think any of those shows were as good as uh, the DCCW shows. I think that the Marvel Netflix shows were just as good uh, first couple seasons, but after that, no, oh my God, they were so much better. Like I could, I would have a debate first couple seasons because they were going in hand in hand with uh, Flash and Daredevil. Not even close. Oh my God, the Flash can't even clean the Daredevil's boots. They're that far below them on the list of great superhero TV shows. It's astonishing the the absolute drop in the show, and I love this show so much. Also, if you love this show, more power to you. I don't want. To, I that's one thing I have never done. 
as as the show's decline in four, five, six, and seven. If somebody's out there saying they love the show, I you you do you you love you what do you love? I will never come into your mentions and criticize or say this is stupid, this sucks. Never. I don't see it. I just don't. But again, glad you like it because I am so so disappointed at what they've done with what used to be. Probably my favorite show. They, they, there was a point where I enjoyed watching that more than Arrow because Arrow was in season four of its absolute shittiest season and Flash was in season two, an amazing season. It took us to the multiverse, took us to another Earth. To, and this is where the show's become now. This show is terrible, 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 terrible. And it's because of complacency. I've said before, it's like, Okay, the DCCW, because of, like Frank said about how we move past DCCW type shows, the DCCW is like regular Nintendo. Awesome when you play regular Nintendo. First couple of years of regular Nintendo, they amazing, fantastic. Like, you, you got so much out of it, but it didn't improve. It didn't evolve. evolve. They didn't sink any more money into that actual regular Nintendo. And then, over here is what? The Super Nintendo. You go over and you play that. Super Nintendo, in this case, is the DC, is the the boys uh invincible uh all of the marvel uh, disney plus shows that is what there then you go back to the nintendo because you left your friend's house who had super nintendo you go back to your old regular nintendo and you play it and you're like this is the exact same shit i've been playing for the last five years it hasn't improved it hasn't gotten any better there's nothing new they're not gonna come out with a game that makes me think, oh my god, this is an amazing system. Nothing, it didn't take that next step in evolution. It's left behind in the dust. And that's what this show and this whole universe is. I'm not even getting into the other shows. I've dropped every other DCCW show besides Stargirl and Superman and Lois, which are things that come out that are very debatable. They're not even anywhere near the same world talked about in the first couple seasons. You can't show me a crisis thing. I will talk about that again in a second too. But those two shows, I really enjoyed. Superman and Lois, I really like. Stargirl took a little step back this year, but still really enjoy it. But those, they, they're saying that those are DCCW shows, but until they interact with DCCW characters, I'm not going to consider them that a DCCW uh, show. And yes, Clay, I am showing my age with regular Nintendo. So for all you cool cats, imagine you were playing the Wii U, and then you went off and played the Switch and the difference. That's exactly the difference, and it just it just doesn't improve. That's what's so frustrating. You could have had, you could have scaled back the episodes per season. You could have done so many things. Legends is an absolute joke. What they sold me on Legends, and what they gave me, and what it became. Oh my God! You can't even have superpowers on that show, or you're done. If you come down that show and you get superpowers. Just look at the time. Just wait in time. Gary still is on the god dang show. Of all the characters on the show, I don't want to wake up my girlfriend who's up sleeping, but this is how frustrating. I loved the DCCW. I loved watching it every week. I watched all the shows. It's what basically got me into podcasting. Like that and BBS pushed me into podcasting, how much I loved it. And I, I'm done with it. I, I, I have no time for that. Legends, like I said, what they did with Brandon Routh, the way they treated him, especially like they had that level. They had a person who used to play Superman in live action, and that's what, oh my God, the way they treated him. Just terrible stories, terrible. 
I'm glad that Captain Cole got out of it. The first season of that show will is still my favorite season. So I have no time for Legends. Batwoman, I don't really have any time for. From the Ryan Wilder changes to bring him back. Kate, to all the controversy. Oh my God, that show I have not... If, if it's good, glad people are enjoying it. But it's not good enough that I've watched it and has not sucked me in. Black Lightning, I really enjoyed Black Lightning. I really wish that could have came back. But again, a, a, an actress in that felt like she was not being treated fair, wanted out, and that whole end of that show was with her not being her. It, very confusing and stuff that you shouldn't have had to do. And it's because things haven't changed in WBTV. Uh, the same things that they were campaign, campaigning for back in Smallville, they still had a hard time getting. I just... I don't know, the same, like Andrew Kreisberg, those allegations. It's, it's just, I don't know. It Terribly disappointing. Terribly disappointing. And I used to love The Flash. It used to be one of my, oh, it was one, I would put it in top ten. I, I had to break, but Daredevil ultimately always would come out above it. But I thought for the first two seasons, you know, that's not too shabby. That's not too shabby comparative. I, 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 I would cry at episodes of Flash. Like I literally, I cried when he called his mom in season two when they were in Earth Two. Bald, so invested in the story, so invested in the writing, so invested in, and they didn't go any more outrageous with the special effects. Just better writing, better show, in my opinion, back then. I think that's all DCCW shows that I. I don't even think that there's anything else that I watch. I, I just, like I said, when Marvel came in with the, with their Disney Plus shows, completely changed the game. And until DC adapts, I don't think that Doom Patrol was very good this season. Now I'm going to get into how much I thought Titans was an absolute dumpster fire of a show this season. Like, no direction. No, I would never want to see the Scarecrow in anything. Uh... Young Justice is absolutely amazing. And what do we have? Young Justice is amazing. And what do we have? Greg Wiseman on Weekly on Twitter begging people to come watch because he wants to get another season because he doesn't have any idea if he's going to be able to do another season. He never does. Like, there's no, How do you do that when you that's the best animated thing you potentially have ever put out? Ever. Sorry. I love Batman the Animated Series and Justice League Unlimited, but continuity and expansiveness of world, not even... I really think there's nothing like Ju uh, Young Justice. And he doesn't even know if he's going to do another season. My goodness, if I'm uh, Sony, I would try to get him back for Spectacular if you could. If I'm Disney, I'm trying to get him to do, their, do something for them. I just don't know how he's, he's there. He's like, I don't know if I'm going to have another season. We need to get more people watching. What are you doing? What are you doing? That's the, and then you got the, we got that Brian Michael Bendis stuff at the start news. And we can't get another season of Young Justice confirmed. Given a couple seasons, let him go off and make a couple seasons. What are you doing? I just, it's just chaos. Absolute chaos. And it was, I loved the DCCW. It was my favorite. And DCC TV, there wasn't any bad DC television for me. I loved it all. That was absolute dumpster fire. I don't know when I'll go back to The Flash. I don't know if I'll ever go back to The Flash. Actually, yeah, if the Emerald Archer comes back to the Flash, you'll get me, but there's no other way I'm coming back to the Flash, I don't think. 
uh, I, I, and it's sad. Like I said, and I don't know who makes the decisions for on DC's television side, Warner Brothers television. I don't know. You should have. It should be so much more simple than this. I frustrating. Yeah, if you're not, I would if just a quick fix for an, if you had another season. Flash would scale it back to ten to twelve episodes. Throw it on HBO Max and give it a proper budget where we get actual cool like visual effects because there's nothing. The Flash now is just fun. Now the Flash for the last like fo- three seasons have been phoning in. I and I invest my own time, and that's the most frustrating thing when you invest your own time and you see it go so. Downward. And it's not just me. There's a lot of people I know that have the same feeling towards DCCW. There's another one, Frank, too. The Mandalorian came along, and I would argue that I think the D- uh, Disney Plus knew what they were doing uh, with their DCCW, uh, DC, uh, with their Marvel like MCU shows. I would argue they probably knew what they were doing while the Mandalorian. I don't think the Mandalorian... Uh, like inspired them. I think they are, they knew, or maybe it was, maybe it was, I, I Marvel people, please let me know that. But here is, they're so far behind. They were, and five years, six years it took, or not even that, okay, it depends, a couple of years ago. So we'll say in three years or four years, I'll give it four years, from 2014 until 2018. The place that it was to the place that it ended up, oh my goodness, it's not even, like, it was in the same level as Daredevil and those other Marvel Netflix shows, and even through the first three seasons. And after that, crap. And that's the one thing I'll say about Arrow, is at least other people have, like, season five, your favorite season eight, season one, season two. Not just, for me, my flash rankings go one, two, three. Four, five, six, seven, and probably eight. So sad for me. I will actually. The other thing, looking forward, we have Superman and Lois. Like I said, that's something that is fantastic. I can't wait. I hope that it stays more the way it is. I hope it doesn't. Although I do want to see Giant Crier. I can't believe I almost went without saying this too. What the hell did you have Diggle show up for all those goddamn episodes for last season? If it was for nothing, absolutely nothing. Like, I need a reason why. Someone need to tell me why. Is it to clue up his storyline in Europe? Is that no? Just leave it blank, then. I, I, I don't know why. I don't know why he was in all those episodes doing. God knows what. I don't know, inspiring pep talks? That's what he was doing. Going around giving inspiring pep talks when the last time we saw him before that, he was opening a green freaking box that was teased about for seven goddamn seasons in Arrow. And what do we see? Been giving people pep talks and saying you don't want to do it, which is a complete, utter 360 from the character that has always been like, I, you got to stand and do what's right. Always telling Oliver that from season one onward. And now he's like, no, no. Let do that. Let me go around all the episodes, all the shows, and tell you why I don't want to do that, and in and, and things that don't make any sense. Like, let me show up in Superman and Lois, even though we've basically spent the whole whole season not ta- not connecting to anything, including Supergirl. Even though Supergirl's on its final season, we don't have Supergirl show up. 
let's have Diggle show up instead to kind of have a little semi-argument with Sam Lane, but still give Sam Lane what he wants. Have him show up and give uh, Batwing a pep talk. And show up and give Barry a pep talk. And show up and give whatever. So yeah, that's the other thing. We have Peacemaker showing up in the middle of January. And Frank, that's a great point, and that's why my optimism for going forward may change because of the money that's going to be sunk in the Peacemaker. And the action and the actual visuals do look a lot more hard quality. Obviously, you're not dealing in super, super speed, so you're going to be using less CGI. But still, I'm excited. I hope James Gunn goes balls to the wild with the action in this as well. But I, I wonder, well, like Frank says, is this uh, the start of DC's next foot forward in their uh, TV shows? Because right now, it's absolute mess. Uh... My new Clay says my new connective universe is going to be Batgirl and Black Canary and Blue Beetle. Do you know what is going to be in the movies and what's going to be in HBO Max? Because I don't even think they know because they switch it around quicker than you know what. And so yeah, that's my state on DC television. I am completely soured by it. Thank goodness for Disney Plus and. Uh, Mandalorian and the Marvel Net Marvel Cinematic Universe shows, MCU shows, I call them. And thanks for the boys, because I'm getting nothing from DC TV outside of Superman and Lois. And Stargirl was not as good as it was the first season. It was still all kind of like it was kind of like Flash season three. Yeah, I would equate it to Flash season three, not Flash one or two. So Stargirl season one is still fantastic. Stargirl Season 2, I would probably equate it more to Flash Season 3 in terms of quality. But we have Superman and Lois, which, like I said, is fantastic, and Peacemaker coming up. So we'll see what Peacemaker's about. We'll watch the pilot. See what we're going for here. We probably will just talk about it every week, Clay. It can't be any worse than Titans or Flash, and you're going to suck it up. You owe me, kind of, because you didn't even have to watch the final episode of The Flash and have to see the big showdown between Despero and Flash or The Flash and them. Flat, Team Flash having parody, because that's every time what they do when they win, is having parties. So, Travis, out on DCCW, out on DCTV, wishes that I could run DCTV for like a day and a half. That's all. Set everything in motion, they couldn't change anything. That's all. Because I don't understand, are any of the HBO Max things going to connect to the TV? And the other thing, Crisis was a just a cameo money grab. Cameo money grab. And that's a frustrating thing for me, because that was probably what sucked the win right at my DCCW sales, was Crisis. You, just look at No Way Home to see how you handle bringing in characters just don't bring them in for a hey how you doing i'm gonna chop wood for four four minutes and then go on again oh not even wear any superman costume or anything like that so i'm I'm out on dccw and right now peacemaker and superman and lois are what i what are my saving graces and Young Justice as well. But Young Justice, like I said, is, is fantastic. Top quality. Trending weekly on HBO Max. And the creator, executive producer, can't, can't even find out if he got another season or not. <laughs> what a joke. 
Oh my goodness. Anyway, listeners, at least we got the Batman coming up. Uh, and in a couple weeks, we'll have Superman and Lois and Peacemaker. So we'll have a lot of content. Uh, James Gunn says that Clay says Clay and Frank are debating if uh, Peacemaker's going to be connected to a lot of things. And I did read that James Gunn himself said that this is a, he, it's a direct sequel from the Suicide Squad. So, yeah, I, I'm excited for Peacemaker. And curious about how they use Vigilante. Obviously, he's going to be vastly different from how they use him on Arrow. And I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with different takes. So we'll see, we'll see when that show comes out. But right now, DC, no bueno. DCCW, no bueno for Travis. Travis is out on that. Travis doesn't want anything to do with that anymore. Which is sad because it was at one time it was his favorite thing about DC. And now... Uh, could care less if it didn't exist. <laughs> Listeners, thank you for listening to my rant about the DC television, DCCW. And I'm curious where you would put the Flash in your uh, superhero TV shows, whether it be live action or animated. Where would you stack this in your all-time rankings? Because I'm having a hard time thinking this is going to crack my top 50. Honestly. If I had had to watch the whole thing. I don't... I, I don't know if I could watch that Mirror Mirror Masters season th- season seven again. I don't know. You'd have to literally tape duct tape me to this chair and tape my eye- eyelids open to make me watch that. I would not. That's something. Ugh. Anyway, listeners, like I said, thank you for listening. Uh, this was a fun little solo thing. Clay, I missed you so much. Please come back next episode. Uh, <laughs> hour in. Thank you for listening. Back next week to talk about. Wow. For the first time in a while, don't know what we're going to talk about. But, as Frank says, remember, the hierarchy of power in DC Universe is about to change. Listeners, thank you for supporting the Geek Ultimate Alliance Network and DC Alliance. Uh, We'll be back next week. Like I said, I'm not sure what we're going to talk about. We have no shows, no nothing on the go. And I'm not watching The Flash. I don't care. Not even if there's fire. I'm pretty sure there will probably be a hiatus. It's CW scheduling. But I'd rather us not have an episode than talk about The Flash. So, thanks for listening. Potentially see you in the new year. Later, everyone.